makeup. I'm just going to change things a little bit. I'm just going to maybe just share a little bit and then, um, then we'll do the baptisms and then we'll celebrate at the end of the baptisms and we'll get to pray for people as well. Um, I just wanted to share a little bit this morning. In some ways, when we see the baptism happen, I wanted to share a little bit from the Bible, from God's Word, what is actually going on. And it's a beautiful passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. This was written over 2,000 years ago to encourage a church who was as messed up and as broken as you and me. But they'd met Jesus. And they were in the process of working out What does it look like to have Jesus enter a messed up, broken life? And what's beautiful about this passage here is that Paul is really passionate to get over the point of what it looks like to be made new and clean and right with God. And the picture I would have, and I don't know if you like um, home renovation type programs on TV, I don't know if it's your thing, um, but I love, a bit, well, I'm a sucker for a before and after picture. I don't know if you are at all, but I, um, I mean, also, I love my thing where the worse the situation, I appreciate the full renovation. So I like it where I see a house or a project on the telly and people are overlooking it. And they kind of dismiss it and say, it's too far gone. It's just too far gone. The foundations are going to need done. The roof needs addressed. And there's damp coming up and in and out. And it's just a wreck and a ruin. And most people walk away. And then you have a crazy. Then you have someone who is not thinking... With mathematics, their hearts have already said yes to this project. And people around them are saying, it's going to cost you more than you know. And it's going to take longer than you imagine. And then double it again. And this person looks and says, I don't care. Because my heart is already in that home. And you see that person go through the stages of renovation, of taking out the old and bringing in the new. And I'm sure there's moments along the process where they're like, what have I done? And I can only say that to a few trusted people. Everybody else is like, no, it's all part of the process. But they are renovating something. And here's the thing. Because they saw it with different eyes. They didn't see a rack, a wreck and a ruin. They saw a home. They saw the fire on, the lights on. And they saw people sitting around the table. They saw life in that house. Well, you may feel a little bit like that wreck this morning. You may feel like that house that, you know when you see that thing where people hoard stuff and they've been hoarding for decades and the house is just 
full and it smells and they've been involved with cats, but the cats have died, but the trace of them hasn't. And the stench and the stink and the muck and the mess, you may feel like the worst property in Carlisle. But I want to let you know, there's a renovator called Jesus and he specializes in wrecks like you and me. And what he loves to do, he loves to step into the muck and the mess and he starts to take out the old. But he doesn't just take out the old, he brings in the new. And he doesn't just bring in the new, but he then wants to invite others into that life-giving place as well. So with that in mind, let me read to you from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15. And we're a bit, a bit cheeky here because we're jumping into the middle of a letter that was written in a letter form. So there's a little bit we need to do beforehand, but we haven't got time for time. But here's what we've got in verse 15. And it's talking here about Jesus. Jesus died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. Let me just declare that again. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. So if we can see this happen in a property, how much more so can God take with a life? So I don't know how you are feeling as you enter this space this morning. Maybe you're feeling like a rack in a ruin that nobody will want to be around. But God looks and he says yes. I see. I see this work to do, but I want to move in and dwell with you. It's the incarnational God. It's who he is. It's, it's what he does. And it's interesting because the passage before, when it talks about this, so we stop evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. It's saying there that as we view other people, we're not to view people from a human point of view. And often from a human point of view, we only view and judge people from what we see on the exterior. But God is saying here, you've got to look beyond. Look at people with my eyes. Look with my renovation eyes what people can become as they get made new in Jesus Christ. So the invitation here, and it goes on, 
to talk about how God wants to invite each and every one of us to be his ambassadors with him. Let me read on. All of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. So here in this story, here, this passage of scripture, we see God's gospel to us. He sees infinite value and he sees us with love. He says, this person was once mine. But they've chosen to turn their back on me and pursue their own thing. So this message of come back to God is part of what the gospel message is. And part of today celebrating with Peter and Jake, or Jacob to the grandparents, is two lives have come back to God and saying, yes, I choose to pursue you. But going back to the house illustration, The story here is a bit like God wants to do a renovation work with each one of us. And then he wants to invite you and me to be co-renovators as well. So when this house is turned from a wreck to a place where the heating on, there's a fire going and there's people sitting around the table. The invitation from this passage of scripture is that house doesn't get all snooty and proud and going, ooh, look at all those other properties. They're a mess and a muck. But the property renovator looks and going, let me tell you, if I can be renovated and I was in a much worse situation, then there's hope for every single property here. So I want to let you know, friends, That because of Jesus Christ, there's hope and there's a way back to God. And there's an invitation here today. If you've never said yes to him, if you've never come home, then God is standing today with his arm outstretched. His heart is on his sleeve saying, I love you, I love you, I love you. Please come home, son or daughter. And then he's inviting us. And as we invite him to come, he comes to clean us up, remove all the stench and the muck and the mire and the grime, and he makes all things new. And that's the promise of Jesus. And the promise of Jesus is to make all things new. So that means our eyes are made new. So we see people different. Our ears are made new. Our hearts are made new. Everything is made new because of Jesus. And that is what today is about. All things made new. And God wants to make all things new. And he wants to start with you.
wants to start with you. He wants to make all things new. And he wants to start with you. To start with you. Jacob, do you want to come and tell us a little bit how God is making all things new with you? I love how you're dressed. <laughs> there you go, man. Thank you. Yeah, so quite, quite a few of you may know me, but I'm Jacob Proudfoot. Um, I've been coming to church ever since I was born. Um, accepted Christ into my life when I was a, a young kid. Um, but as I kind of got older and uh, growing up more, um, I did learn more about Jesus, but I wouldn't say that I knew him, like truly really knew him. Um, I was just going through life kind of focusing on um, actions, making sure that I was doing the right thing. Um, but I didn't kind of have that relationship with Jesus. Um, and I wouldn't say that I've had any kind of one-off big encounter since then, but it's just continuous kind of slow improvements, kind of getting more in the Bible, seeing kind of my family and friends around me, encouraging me. Um, and just as I continuously make that kind of slow improvements, focusing more on him, building that relationship with him, um, that kind of my life has been improving and it has changed for, for the better. Um, so just as I kind of progress through, through my faith and get more in my Bible um, and kind of just see what, what he's doing in my life, um, I've just obviously got to the point where we're called to, to be baptized. Um, so I just decided that um, now is the point where it needs to happen. So I'll just get up to declare that... Um, yeah, Jesus is my Lord, my Saviour, he's my God. Thank you. And I know people have been praying for you even before you were born. That's quite a legacy, eh? So for those who are praying and it feels like nothing's shifting, I want to encourage you. Miracles can happen. Miracles can happen. And you are, Jacob, a miracle. And we're really grateful for you. Um, now, Peter, um, his story is this. Say yes to Jesus. Say yes to Jesus. And this baptism today is Peter's another yes to Jesus. So what we're going to do now, we're going to head over here. We've never done baptism in this way. We've done baptisms in the river. We've done baptism outside. Um, we've done, um, how else have we done it? We've done it a few different ways, but this is the first time we've done it upstairs, so hopefully things are going to be okay. Uh, but yeah, come, come gather around. Don't be shy. Don't be shy.
We just pray that you will be with him, guide him, hold him close, Lord, that he can display that to those around him, and it can just be a blessing. Lord, that he can continue to show that love. We just thank you for him, and pray that you do bless him. Stay with him, keep him close, encourage him, and just help us to be there for him and in his walk. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for Jacob. Bless him today, Lord, in this direction of his faith. He's with him each and every day. Invite him to stay quiet for the glory of your greatness. Your name, Lord. Amen. 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 Okay, Peter. How are you feeling? Okay. This is Peter, whose name means rock. Yeah, then return this way. And then you want to kneel down on there? Is that okay? All right, let me take that hand there, Peter. So, Peter, do you love Jesus? Yes. Do you like to follow him all your days of your life? Well, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we baptize you now in the name of Jesus. James, you come and pray. Josh, you want to come and pray? Here we go. Where's all the men? Where's it? We need a woman's voice. Anna, Anna, please be careful of the work on here. Um, we're going to do, we're going to freeze it. We we'll do ice skating on Monday and Tuesday available. <laughs> okay, a few of us pray.
thank you for the journey that Peter's been on on his life. It's been very hard. Uh, Lord, that, that he's got to this point in his spiritual life as well. Lord, that you can carry him forward. And the same philosophy that he's carried on to the point that we've got him now. Yeah, so Father, we thank you for Jake and Peter. And we thank you that you're a God who promises to be with us. And Jake and Peter, as you look around the room, you're not alone. This is your cloud of witness. These are your fellow encouragers, people to bless you, to encourage you, to strengthen you, to teach you, to tell you off, to love you, to pray for you. So you're not alone. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Now we have a, a funny tradition at Carlisle Vineyard that we always bring spare clothes and spare towels. If there's somebody who this morning, you love Jesus for whatever reason, you haven't been baptized, and you think, oh no, I think God's telling me to get baptized here and now, but of course I'm going to spare a change of clothes, so I can't get baptized. But if there's somebody here this morning who would like to get baptized, then there's an opportunity for you to do so. No pressure. <laughs> At all. And as our friends at the H&H auction would say, <laughs> going once, <laughs> going twice, going three times. Right, bless you guys. Thank you so much for being part of today. We've got a bit more tea, coffee, and some little snacks on here as well. So bless you guys. Thank you for being part of things. If you didn't get an opportunity to give to the joy bags, they're at the far. Um, there's little digital things on these posts. I don't quite know how it works. The tab has set all that up. And there's some gift aid forms at the back if anybody wants to be, uh, do that through standing on. So thank you for being part of things. Today, bless you.